The BRICS group has no headquarters, no rule book, no procedures, no membership application process, but it's already changing the world. I've been talking to financial experts about the group whose biggest members are India and China. Here are 15 things you need to know. Number one, for the first time, the US is set to lose its rich guy advantage over the rest of the world, as an expanded BRICS would immediately have a GDP 30% larger than the United States and a much faster rate of growth. Number two, for the first time, America's oil advantages will be lost, as an expanded BRICS would control 60% of global oil reserves. Number three, for the first time, a single cooperative group of people will control the majority of critical minerals that the world now needs. Uh, now America has ordered its businesses and those of certain nations to stop selling high-end chips that China needs for general development. Not military development, but general development, as US scholars have confirmed. America's not playing a nice game there. BRICS could play America's game but with critical minerals instead. Number four, for the first time, an international body would have a genuine mandate to speak for the people of the world. The five core members of BRICS already contain more than 40% of humanity, and there's a huge queue of countries uh, lining up to join, including Indonesia, another one of the world's biggest countries by population. You know, in comparison, the US has elected itself the world's policemen, with just 4% of the global population. And in a related point, NATO has suggested itself as a global security body. But all the NATO countries put together have only about 13% of the world's population. BRICS is already, before its new members join, three times the size of NATO. Number five, for the first time, the people of the world have a chance to fix a massive problem. The global economic order is horribly distorted by the dominance of the US currency system. This has been a matter of frustration for decades. It was revealed this morning that 15 countries have applied to join the China-led New Development Bank, which is fighting for a fairer financial system for all of us. Number six, for the first time, a non-Western grouping dominated by Asia has prospective applicants who are rich, such as Saudi Arabia, United Arab Emirates, and sizable in population and economic terms, such as Indonesia, Nigeria, Mexico. This makes the BRICS big enough to make a difference in global policies and in influence and in UN voting. Number seven, for the first time, there's a chance to replace US groups which present themselves as international organizations, such as the World Bank and the IMF. You can replace them with actual international organizations, ones, ones which genuinely serve the people of the world. The US and the UK recently blocked an international proposal to reform the global financial system, insisting that US-run bodies, the World Bank and the IMF, retain their power. Number eight, for the first time, there's a chance for the world to develop an alternative to SWIFT, the West's money transfer system, and replace it with a genuinely free and politically independent global bank transfer system that works for the people of the planet. 
Number nine, for the first time, there's an opportunity for poorer countries to stand together against the West's unfair and rather gratuitous deployment of unilateral sanctions and secondary sanctions. Now, these cause enormous harm to the innocent and have done for many, many decades. Number 10, for the first time, there'll be a body big enough to halt illegitimate actions favoured by certain Western countries, such as the seizing of other nations' assets, the freezing of other nations' bank accounts, uh, the snatching of other nations' oil, and so on. Number 11, for the first time, discussion of the healthy growth of, of countries and the international economy will be free of the distorting Western lens. What is clear is there is a multiplicity of discussions on development and investment issues, and these conversations no longer all flow through a Western lens. That's what Sir Danny Alexander, a former British government minister, told the Financial Times this week. Number 12. For the first time, there will be a body big enough to point out that the imaginary rules-based order is the exact geopolitical equivalent of the emperor's new clothes. That much-quoted list of rules doesn't actually exist. The people who keep using it as a verbal weapon know it doesn't exist. The people attacked by it know it doesn't exist. But who's there on the global stage who is big enough to say that? Now, finally, there'll be a body big enough to call out the US, which is far and away the worst behaved of all the superpowers. The US has refused to sign and or ratify at least 40 international agreements. Yep, I said 40, not 14, 40. And to sum up what I'm saying, consider this. For the first time, there'll be a body big enough to say no. No to a world where humanity's hopes for global peace are jettisoned, because peace is not the preferred choice of the military-industrial complex. No, no to the promotion of a system of governance where leaders insist it's right to spend more on guns and the military than you spend on healthcare. No to a world where people cynically weaponize concepts like human rights and democracy and freedom to demonize developing nations. And above all, no to a world where one country has to be first, has to be exceptional, has to be number one, has to be ahead of all other countries, just because that country says so. We must be number one in the world to lead the world in the 21st century. It's a simple proposition. That's just wrong, and we all know it's wrong. Now we have a chance to build a better world, a fairer world, a safer world, a multipolar world. And that's why BRICS meetings are so important, my friends, because those are the moments when everything changes. Peace.